Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. He wants you to be the best husband, the best wife. He wants your kids to be the best kids. He wants, he, he wants the best for you. He wants to give you a hope and a future. With Pastor Jay Petty. It's a new beginning. It's a new walk. And what I mean is that you begin to put on, you begin to put on love, you begin to put on mercy, you begin to put on these things that God has given you, so that as you begin to put them on and you begin to walk in them, they become a part of who you are. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. And as you allow that knowledge and understanding of Him to grow in you, it begins to transform you and change you. Changes your walk. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. In Ephesians 2.10 it says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That word workmanship means to build or a fabric. It's uh, something that God did. And it's something that he formed by his own hands. In uh, Jeremiah, he puts it this way. Then I went down to the potter's house. And there he was making something at, at the will. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in his hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel. It seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as with this potter? And says the Lord, look, as the clay is in is." In the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house, O Israel. Isn't it amazing that what God does? One was a form that was made, which we're born in, and it's marred. It's marred by life. It's marred by the creation of what we're born into. And and when we came to know Jesus, God took us and refabricated us. He remade us. He gave us a new beginning. He gave us a new uh, a new heart and a new life. And He made us a new creation. <clears throat> and He formed us that way out of His own grace and mercy, and out of His own love for each one of us. Now, what is that? What am I saying about all that? As Christians, sometimes we work awfully hard to be Christians <laughs> without realizing that what God has already done is a done work. We didn't do it. We didn't earn it. We didn't buy it. We didn't build it. He did it. He did it all. It would be easier for us to accept the reality of that and just walk in it. But so many times we're trying to remold ourselves to fit what we think God wants instead of allowing ourselves to walk in a place of grace. Now, walk means to order one's life. In other words, to order how you walk your life out, how you, how you live your life out. And that's, and that's where I'm at this morning. I want to talk about 
that new creation that God has given each of us for a moment. Ephesians 2, 14 through 16 says, For he himself is our peace, who made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enemy that is, that is the law of commandments contained in the ordinance, so as to create in himself one new man from two, thus making peace, that he might reconcile them both to God through one body, through the cross, whereby putting, de putting to death the enemy. <clears throat> Isn't it funny that he's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles in this piece of scripture? And what he's saying is that, that God wanted everyone to be one. He wanted one body. He didn't want two distinct groups of people or four distinct groups of people. He only wanted one, one distinct group of people, and that was his body. That's part of what the potter is forming or trying to form in the life of, of people, is for them to realize that there's nothing between us and someone else. That, that, that entity that was created, and, it, and sometimes today it's still created between people, it's, a, a, it's like to keep people from becoming what God has called them to be. And it's funny that we get in, a, in the way of what God is doing by, by doing that, instead of, instead of walking in what God has given us to walk in. He wants us to be <clears throat> one. He wants us to reconcile as one in our lives with each other. And actually, for, with all those who believe in Jesus Christ, as their personal savior. This whole work that God started, and he, and he says it, you're saved by grace through the agency of faith. It is the gift of God, least any man should boast. And what he's saying is, is that, that this is what he does. This is the work that he has done in each of us when we come to know him. And so when we come to know him, that is that reforming of our lives and molding our lives into the very image of his son. That's what he's after. He's after us to be like his son, to walk and to order our lives in, in that fashion, to walk that way, and to walk as Jesus walked, as some might say. See, uh, first thing we have to do is renew the way we think, no matter what. We have a way of thinking, all of us, from, and it comes from many different backgrounds. It comes from our parents, comes from our schools, comes from our, you know, if you're a ball player, it comes from your coach, it comes from any kind of, any kind of way to form your way of thinking, that this is the way you're supposed to think, this is how you're supposed to think, this is how you're supposed to walk, this is how you're supposed to live. And, and, then, and, and, and that's been going on from one generation to the next. In Ephesians 4.23, it says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So we go back to this thing that we, that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. This is the creation of God. This is the creation of God, and he's, he's recreating us 
into the very presence and the essence of his son so that all of us become one with one with each other but all of us begin to walk this pathway that God has set before us and the only way that we can really do that is to begin to change the way we think if you don't change the way you think you're going to hold on to the course that you're walking no matter what it is it's like when you go to the doctor's office and he says you need to quit this and you say, well, I don't want to quit that. He says, but if you don't quit this, this is what's going to happen. See? And so you have to change the way you think if you want to change the way you live. And the same pat in the same form formation of what I'm saying, if if we want to walk the course of, of, of Christianity, the course that God has laid out for us, the course that He's prepared for us to walk out, then the first thing that we have to do is begin to change the way we think and to cause our thinking to align with what's in us. Now the what's in us is the and it says what's in us is true holiness and true righteousness. It's the purity and the very character of Christ himself. It's on the inside of us. But we don't think that way. And that's not the way we walk the course of our life. And Paul is saying, you've got to reprogram your thinking. Why? Because he has a plan for us to walk in. In other words, change the things you're doing. Next piece is don't lie to your neighbor. That's one of the most, that's an important thing. Don't steal. Don't harm someone else. Don't 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 do these things. Why? Because that causes division. It doesn't bring reconciliation and oneness to what God is trying to do in our lives. How many of you know that your that your life is laid naked before God? There's nothing that's hidden from him in your life. And God is not up there with a gavel, with a lightning bolt getting ready to strike you down if you, do, if, you, if you do something wrong. God's up there loving you, trying to woo you and to move you into that place where he wants you to walk and live your life. That's what he wants. He wants you to be the best husband, the best wife. He wants your kids to be the best kids. He wants, he, he wants the best for you. He wants to give you a hope and a future. But so many times what we hang on to is we hang on to where we've been instead of where we're going. We don't want to let go of what we think are the things that are going to uh, make things worse for us instead of taking a hold of what we know that God has for us, the good things. This whole thing is, is to, this, these works that God, these good works that God prepared in advance for us to walk in. He prepared them when he, and he says, this is, this is, this is what my preparation has been for you. Now, this is not just for one individual. This is for every Christian believer. This is what I have prepared for you to walk in. I have prepared you to walk in these good works, and it is a work of grace. It is a work that you're going to have to walk in that grace through faith 
to accomplish. In other words, you can't do it on your own. Any more than you can save yourself on your own. You can't do it. And so God has said, I'm, I'm, I, I, so there's some things that we have to do if we're going to do it. One of them is to change, begin to change the way we think to align with the truth that, that God wants us to walk in. In other words, be, one of those things is to be loving. And what I mean, I'm not talking about affection as much as I am talking about charitable, being charitable to others, being kind to others being good to others, being compassionate to others, reaching beyond yourself into someone else's life and revealing what's in you to them. Now, of course, there are people always going to want to take advantage of that. Always, no matter who they are. But the point, that should not change our perspective of what we, what, what God wants of us and that is to walk that out in our life. Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. I, I believe the fruit of the Spirit is essential in this good works in which God wants us to walk in. Because you cannot walk in the you cannot walk in the good works if you don't have this these fruits bearing in your life. And one and, and so what I'm saying to you, you have to begin to change the way you think. You have to realize that we have choices every day that we make, good or bad. We choose to do this or we choose to do that. And so when we choose this course which God has laid down for us to walk in, of course, we, we're drawing from the grace of God to do it, but also the way we're thinking aligns with that grace. And so God says, love your neighbor. So that's what we do. We just love our neighbor. He says, be kind to one another. Then we're just kind to one another. If he says, bear one another, then we just bear one another in love. We change the way we think to align with the grace that God has poured out into our life. And we do it simply by, because we know that that's what God wants of us. It's like forgiveness. That's a good word, I'm telling you. It'll affect more Christians' lives when they walk in unforgiveness because it torments her soul, than just to forgive and let it go. No, it's a choice. Right. And it's reprocessing your thinking to be in agreement with God. And the will of God is, the will of God is this, to forgive so that you can be forgiven. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That means that we've been, that means that we, that we're no longer that old person that we used to be. We're no longer embodying that body of sin anymore. Now we've made that transition across, so to speak, the river and have become a new person. And when he said the old things pass away, what he really is saying is that whatever happened yesterday doesn't exist in my mind anymore, and it shouldn't exist in yours. He says, be the new creation that I have called you to be. In other words, be, walk towards, walk towards by faith that true righteousness and holiness 
that is in you. And how do you do that? God is perfect in everything. He's perfect in love. God, he's perfect in forgiveness, believe me. When you ask for forgiveness, God just, boom, it's gone. It's as far as the east is from the west. It never comes back to his mind again. It's gone. And when we begin to think that way, so, so what? Someone offended me. I forgive them, Lord. I just let it go. I'm sending it to the north and to the south. I'm sending it as far as it'll go. Because when we live in those things, those are the things that control and manipulate our life and affect our, this course that God has set us to walk in. See, we're a new creation. Behold, the, all thing, the old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now all things are God's. That's you. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and had given us the ministry of reconciliation. So what he's done, and it's a beautiful story. God says, your account is zero. And I want you to know your account with me is zero. In other words, you, there's nothing to be guilty of. There's nothing that uh, you have to worry about on my part. As far as I'm concerned, you and me, we're balanced. Now, I want you to do something for me, a good work. I want you to help others to find that same balance that you got. I want you to help them to see that same balance, that, that God is not going to hold anything against you, that, that you, you can walk this life out free, free, of those things that you that have been holding you and are holding them and manipulating their thinking and their life. That's why it's so important for us to change the way we think, to come into agreement with the truth that is found in Him. That's the only way through. And even though it has all been done, each one of us has to learn how to walk in that throughout our life. Galatians 6.14 But God forbid that I should boast in any except, anything except the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus there is neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails to anything but the new creation. That's the new beginning. That's the new life. That's where we are. And every morning you wake up, it's a new life. It's a new beginning. It's a new walk. And what I mean is that you begin to put on. You begin to put on love. You begin to put on mercy. You begin to put on these things that God has given you. So that as you begin to put them on and you begin to walk in them, they become a part of who you are. They begin to change your life. They begin to change your thinking. They begin to change the way you are. And your life begins to become more and more and more aligned with the good works that God has prepared you to walk in. It's funny is that when you hold, when you, when you hold nothing against anyone, how it is in your relationships with others, 
even no matter what they have done in the past, when you when you let that go and you walk in that love towards that individual, it has greater power for them to see what's in you. They can see and experience the things that are in you, the things that are coming out of your heart. When they begin to see that the, the, the true righteousness of God, of Jesus Christ in you, it's not something you say, it's something that becomes a part of your character. And as it becomes a part of your character, it's, it's seeable to others. It's called grace. And grace is very much tangible in every aspect of our life. When God was, I mean, this has all been prepared before the foundations of the world were ever laid. It's funny, God knew all this stuff. He knew everything. And yet, he says, what I'm doing, I'm going to prepare these people for me. And I want to form their hearts. I want to form their lives. And I want to make them vessels of honor. And I want to cause them. I want to cause them to be filled with all the goodness of who I am. And not only to be filled with that goodness, but for that goodness to pour out of them. That love to pour out of them. That grace to pour out of them. Even the power of God to pour out of them. So that what what, what, what people see in that reconciliation of our lives is something that they say, I can have that too. I can, I can, and when you begin to tell somebody, you can get free of those things. You don't have to live there no more. You don't have to be there no more. Your life can become greater than where it is now. Things can really be changed for you. God has this unbelievable, wonderful plan for your life. Just begin to walk out. The things that he has planned for you to walk in. In other words, demonstrate Christ in your life. The new creation is the only thing that really does matter in you and me. Because that is the God of heaven and earth in our being. If we can learn to walk that out and walk in that thing and make it a part of the course of our actions in life, we would begin to see the effect, the spiritual effect, not only it has on us, but the effect that it has on others. Last one. Colossians 3.9 Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with its deeds. I'm going to stop right there. The old man is dead. And the only way that it can live or relive in you is if you allow it. As if you choose to walk the pathway that God has prepared for you or you choose to walk the path of the old ways. That's your choice. But see, that's not God's will. That's just your choice. You can step back over this line, and you can live over here. And you can allow it to re-enter your life, and you can allow it to control and manipulate your life. 
And many Christians do this. That's not what God's prepared for you. He didn't prepare for you to walk a double line. He prepared for you to, to walk this thing out which he's called you to walk in. This is not my preparation. This is his preparation. This is what his plan for you. Yes, it's his plan for me too. That plan is to walk out those good works. That plan is to change my thinking. That plan is to live that life and to walk that life out. And nobody else can do it for you but you. But it is still a work of grace. And you have to understand that's a work of grace. God will work it in you as you walk it out. There's no other way. Put off the old man. Put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of, the, of him who created him. So God says, change your perspective. You know what a, a, a paradigm is? A paradigm is a, is a shift, is a window that you look through. That's what it means, a paradigm. I'm looking through this window, and in this window, whatever I, that's only what I can see out of this window is what I can see. God wants you to shift your paradigm to quit looking out your window and begin to look out his window. His window is much bigger, and you can see many more things through his window. And when you begin to shift your paradigm, you begin to look through his window, one of, the, one of the unique things is it begins to change your reality because you begin to see Jesus. Not only you begin to see Jesus, but you begin to see who Jesus is, and you begin to grow and acknowledge and understanding of him. And as you allow that knowledge and understanding of him to grow in you, it begins to transform you and change you. Changes your walk. It changes you how you live your life. And that's what he's saying. Be renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, uh, 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 circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian or uh, whatever, slave or free, but Christ is all in all. That's what he wants. That's what God wants. He wants us to be, to realize he wants to be all in all in us. One new man. Therefore, as the elect of God's holy beloved, put on. Here, here it begins. Here's the course, put on. Put on tender mercies. You know what that means? Loving, sympathetic, compassion, tender. Put on, put on tender mercies. Kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Uh, sounds like the fruit of the Spirit to me. Put on. Walk it out. Not just with some, but with everyone. Not with just the people you love, but the people you don't love. Put it, put it on. When you see someone <clears throat> broken, then put it on. Reach over and touch their lives with the tender mercies of God. See, the, the, when that begins to flow out of you, and, and that's really the whole thing, that, that, 
that what's been created in you, that, that righteousness and holiness, that it's going to become out of you. How it's going to pour out is in those tender mercies. It's going to pour out in, uh, in kindness and in humility and meekness and long-suffering. It's going, to, it's going to come out in bearing one another. Uh, you know, bearing is, right? That's putting up with. You know that person that stresses you out to the end? That person that aggravates you to no end? That person that's just completely out there? You know? And, and he's saying, be forbearing towards that person. Allow love to flow. Allow tenderness to flow. Allow kindness to flow towards that person. Because he see, when people begin to see what's in you, and that's really the key to this, what's in you, when the holiness that is in you, the righteousness that is in you, begins to pour out of you, those are the good works of God. Those are the things that God has prepared for you to walk in and to live in and to be in and to be a part of. And, and, and uh, you know, forgiving, there you go, one another. If anyone has to complain against another, even as Christ forgave you also, you must do. Wow. In other words, you don't have a choice. If you're going to walk this course and do these good works, you cannot do it with unforgiveness in your heart. It will cloud everything in your mind and in your heart. I'm sorry people do things that hurt us. I'm sorry people, there are some rude and scrupulous people in the world. But that's not who we represent. We represent him. And, uh, you know, it says that above all things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So what do you do? Someone wounded me. Forgive them. Let it go. So that the love of God can manifest through your life. It's not just about that person. That's the whole point about all this. If, you're, if you have unforgiveness in your heart towards one person, it affects every relationship you have with everybody else. And, and the thing is, is you're, you're guarded. You don't want to be hurt no more. You, you walk through all this stuff. And so where's the love? Where's that love that God wants to pour out of you because some, you know, even through that woundedness, God wants to heal that in you so that he can heal it in someone else, so that this work <clears throat> of good works works out through your life and touches someone else. Wow, I'll tell you what, that's a hard thing. Especially if you're beating yourself up especially if you don't have any kind of confidence in your own self. Especially if you're self-conscious about yourself. There gotta be all kinds of reasons to get in the way of things and walking out this course that God has set for you. God said, I'm the potter, you're the clay. I'm the molder and I'm the one who makes you. And if you will allow me I'll continue that in your life. I want to mold your heart. And I want to mold it 
in the image of my son. And I want what comes out of that heart. I really want what comes out of that heart. That was, is what was in the heart of my son for everyone. Jesus never turned anyone away that ever came to him. No one was ever denied anything when they came to him. No one. That's really, really how the, that course of action works. We're saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, least any man should boast. It's him. It's not even the, the avenue of faith is not our faith. It's, it's the avenue of faith in which we walk through. It's all his. The salvation is his. It's the gift that he gives us. It's what he pours out into our life. And on the other end of that, he said, I want you to understand that I've done all of this, all of this. I'm not just for you. I did it for everyone. And I'm doing something even more than that. I'm creating you as a new creation. I'm changing everything. If you can just see it, if you can just apprehend it, if you can just walk in it. And all of it is found in one person, So my son. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week, and may everything you do be blessed by God.